Brandon Huntley Hadfield becomes the first commit of the Kenny Payne era. Roosevelt Wheeler returns to the Cardinals program. There's a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode of the show. Let's get You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also, do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. Want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Level Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned, Brandon Huntley Hadfield has become the first commitment of the Kenny Payne era here at Louisville. We'll talk about what the Tennessee transfer brings to the table for the Cardinals. We will also discuss Roosevelt Wheeler deciding to return to the Cardinals program. And then finally, we will take a step back and look at the front court as a whole and see where the Cardinals stand. But starting out, Brandon Huntley Hadfield, the Tennessee big man, decided on Sunday or announced on Sunday, I should say, that he will be transferring to the University of Louisville. Now, if you've been following this recruitment, it was one that kind of picked up very quickly ever since he entered the transfer portal, had a... I think it was um, a list cut of six schools, five or six schools, and he had a a very um, extensive uh, two weeks planned of visits, you know, back to back to back to back. Um, It it seemed like going into the week that he was um, a very favorable Auburn lean and that it was going to take a lot for the Tennessee big man to, um, you know, change mindsets. But... um, He visits the Cardinals program, the Derby City, during Thunder over Louisville and commits on Sunday, which uh, I think does a lot in terms of instilling confidence in Kenny Payne to be able to seal the deal um, on official visits for both transfers and for high school recruits. But overall, I think that this is a solid addition to the Cardinals program. Now, um, statistically speaking, Huntley Hatfield, not necessarily a guy that set the world on fire in his freshman season at Tennessee, the six foot 10, 246 pound big man only averaged um, 3.9 points per game, three rebounds per game, uh, shooting the ball 45% from the field, 15% from behind the arc, um, and blocking a total of 0.3 shots per contest. Started the last, I think it was 12 games for the Volunteers, um, had a solid game against Kentucky in the SEC tournament, um, looked good in the. Um, NCAA tournament as well, so definitely started to play his better ball as the season progressed. So, um, and I think it's worth noting that Huntley Hatfield reclassified into the 2021 class and the 2022 class, which is the class that is set to um, get into college this upcoming fall. He was ranked as a top five commit. He's a player that um, you know a lot of people talked about as as a possible um, you know top ten pick. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Uh, there was a, a nice scouting report on, on Huntley Hatfield uh, on twenty four seven Sports that I apologize that I didn't have um, I didn't have up already. Uh, Jerry Meyer back on uh, November fourth of two thousand twenty said um, he is he's a projected first round pick. 
uh, compared him to Julius Randle. His description was, has a quintessential power forward body with length, strength, and density. Power-based athlete, high-level body control for a player his size, can score from all three levels, very comfortable with the ball, has functional ball handling skills that produce buckets and scoring range, can get to the basket efficiently, loves to go left as a righty, has ability to dominate his area as a rebounder, improving as a defender is a proper area of focus. Um, Evan Daniels back in 2019 uh, said this about Huntley Hatfield. Uh, he projected him as a first-round pick. One of the most impressive forward prospects in the 22 class has good size for the position, a sturdy build, and long arms. For his size and age, Huntley Hatfield has an impressive skill level and is a capable shot maker from mid-range and three. He wants to fade to the perimeter and hunt jump shots, which can hin- which can uh, hinder his overall productiveness at times that said he's a tremendous talent and with continued development could be a one and done level recruit Huntley Hatfield is the cousin of NBA player Alex Poitras so um I think that the talent is there that, that's the first thing um that really needs to be said when, when you focus on the statistical level of things because when you look at this edition um you know it, it's Hard to spin this as a, oh, it's a home run get for Louisville when the guy averaged less than four points and four rebounds per game, respectively. And I'm not saying that it's a grand slam, the guy's going to be a top five pick next year, but I do think that this is a very, very solid addition to the University of Louisville men's basketball program. Now, for starters, it adds front court depth, uh, a a player that has played at the power five level before has shown flashes of being uh, very, very solid on both ends of the court. Um, and, and as we mentioned in the first uh, time or the first episode where we discussed Louisville reaching out to Huntley Hadfield, you know, I remember speaking about his ability to hit that mid range shot and how I don't necessarily expect him to have like a Gorgie Zhang level of consistency from the elbow jumper, his ability, and probably more importantly, his willingness to take those shots when he doesn't necessarily have a ton of space. I think that, like Jerry Meyer said, I think that the ball handling is a plus for his size. He has an NBA level, uh, NBA ready frame, I should say, so that that, that bodes well for his development. I want to see him get more, um, you know, touches in the paint. I think that, um, obviously, Huntley Hadfield wasn't a priority in the Tennessee offense, and I'm not saying he's going to be you know, a number one priority in the Louisville offense, but I do think that we're going to see Kenny Payne utilize him in different ways and try to get him the ball down low. As far as what his role looks like next season, um, there's two schools of thought. Number one is that he's a backup five that plays behind you know, possibly Sidney Curry, or he's a four that is able to coexist alongside Sidney Curry, uh, assuming that uh, the Cardinals don't add another big man and assuming that Jalen Withers is not a starter next season. We're going to talk about that in the, in the final segment of the day, but ultimately I, I think that we're going to see, you know, you know, Huntley Hatfield averaged uh, 12.5 minutes per game last season appeared in 35 games. I think that you're going to see a drastic uptick in minutes to where, you know, you're probably looking, you know, North of 20 minutes per game. I'm interested to see how a, offseason with Kenny Payne and Danny Manning, two guys that are known for uh, being able to develop big men. Um, you know, I want to see how an offseason with those two um, help Brandon Huntley Hatfield in the long run, which uh, facets of his game he's able to improve the most. I would like to see him become a better rim blocker. 
uh, a rim rim blocker, a shot blocker, a rim protector, I should say. But at the end of the day, this is a solid addition. It's not one of those things to where I think he's going to turn into a, a lottery pick next season. Could he end up being a first round pick in the future? I think he has the talent to be that. Um, it really just a matter. It, it's a matter of development and it's a matter of production. I think that the opportunity is there to get some major minutes in the Louisville front court, but um, it's going to be, um, you know, up to Kenny Payne and company in terms of how they see Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Is he a, a small ball five? I doubt it because he's 6'10", 246 pounds. But do they slide him at the four? And more importantly, can he coexist with Sidney Curry down low uh, due to the lack of range that Curry has? I, I think that the answer is yes. Um, we talked about um, you know Huntley Hatfield's ability to stretch the floor, be able to knock down the deep ball. Yes, he only has a 15% uh, clip from behind the arc, uh, or he only had a 15% clip from behind the arc. Um in 2021, 2022, but you know the the overall expansion of his range, I think, is is on the right track. Considering the fact that he has shown his ability to knock down that mid range, and not only that, I love his ability to you know the big to big passing. Um, you know, the big to big passing is is an aspect of Louisville basketball that I think has kind of been a staple. Over the past uh, 20 years or so, you know, I'm thinking Gorgie Zhang, Montres Harrell, in which, uh, you know, Zhang and Harrell were very, very, um, you know, solid in passing it to each other, you know, high, low uh, in the paint and down low. Or I'm sorry, in the in the, you know, around the free throw line, around the elbow and passing it down low. I think that that's kind of where Huntley Hatfield could find his role is, you know camping in the middle of the zone or being able to, you know, uh, curl around to the free throw line, um, you know, back to the basket um, and then be able to turn around his ability to find the open man, I think is pretty solid, especially for a player as young as he is. And, you know, a big man that has solid vision is something that it's hard to find in college basketball. So um, you you have a player that can find the open man. It isn't a, um, you know, it isn't a player that stops the flow on offense in terms of cohesion because, um, you know, once he gets the ball, you know, it's not like a predetermined, um, you know, decision to shoot it. I think that he does a great job of surveying the defense. He does a solid job of passing down low to um, fellow big men. And ultimately, you know, a role next season. I'm going to say that I think he's going to compete with Jalen Withers for that starting four. Um, spot. I don't know if he's going to get it. I think that I'm, you know, pretty high on Jalen Withers' production. I still think that he has a ton of um, production left in him. So, um, you know, wouldn't surprise me either way. But nonetheless, he is going to be a very, very significant contributor for next year's season. Um, speaking of contributions for next year's season, Louisville big man Roosevelt Wheeler announced um, in the or over the weekend that he would be returning to the Cardinals program. We'll talk about what he brings to the table next season and what his role could look like here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. 
Hey, Cardinals fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Today, do not forget, for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts today at 7 o'clock Eastern time, available on Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Um, transitioning into another player um, that will be on the team next season in the front court, that is Roosevelt Wheeler, the freshman uh, for the Cardinals from Richmond, Virginia. Appeared in 21 contests this past season, averaging 1.6 points per game, 1.7 rebounds per game on 63% shooting, 75% from the line. Um, and in those 21 games, he played 6.5 minutes on average. So ultimately, this is one that you're banking on the development, obviously. I think he had um, you know, his best games back in December. Uh, they played Southeastern Louisiana. He had six points, and um, in the next game against Western Kentucky, he had eight points. But um, after that, you know, it's hard to make a huge impact with um, six and a half minutes of nightly game action. The 6'10", 240-pound, um, I guess you could say sophomore now. He was a freshman last season, but sophomore now. Um, you know, didn't necessarily see a lot of the court. You know, you had Malik Williams, Sidney Curry, um, was a, you know, a, a star that was forming Jalen Withers was getting minutes. Um, you know, JJ trainer, Gabe Wisnitzer, Roosevelt Wheeler didn't necessarily get a lot of minutes. So, um, partly in fact, there, there's two things to discuss in, in, in terms of Wheeler's season last year. Number one. I think that um, he deserves some more minutes than what he got. I thought that you know he looked solid at times, but it's hard to ask a guy to develop when he's not necessarily playing a ton. And that 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 kind of is what it is. You know, he's a freshman big man who you know had to learn the system and everything like that. And um, playing behind Malik Williams, playing behind Sidney Curry, Jalen Withers, so the minutes are already you know scarce. And then, you know, you factor in everything like, um, you know, more guys in the front court like Wisnitzer and J.J. Trainer. And overall, I, I thought that Roosevelt Wheeler should have saw more time this past season for the Cardinals. I'm not saying, you know, playing 20 minutes a night, but I mean, playing 10 minutes a night is, is a lot better than six and a half. So it's hard to ask a guy to truly develop throughout a season when he's not getting a lot of opportunity to uh, get some big time minutes. So, but the the second thing and this is probably the most important thing that we can't forget is the guy is still coming off rehabilitation for that Achilles injury that he suffered um I think it was his senior year or going into his senior year. Um you know, it, the Achilles injury and we mentioned it is probably one of if not the toughest, you know, sports related injury that's, you know, hardest to that's probably the hardest to come back from it used to be the acl tear but it seems like acl tears the rehabilitation and the um, recovery time has been um you know light years better than it was five ten years ago the achilles is still one of those that it takes you out at least a year and maybe even a little longer we saw what an achilles tear did to demarcus cousins um you know a player who was averaging 25 and you know 14 obviously maybe maybe hyperbolic but um you know definitely you can tell a difference from 
uh, DeMarcus Cousins pre-Achilles injury and post-Achilles injury. So, you know, big men and Achilles injuries do not mix well. Uh, you know, players and Achilles injuries do not mix well. We can look at Kevin Durant and think, okay, well, he's you know the best NBA scorer of all time. You know, he's an exception. Not a lot of players are able to come back with that level of explosiveness um, so hopefully his you know rehabilitation he continues to re- rehabilitate and just get that um, leg stronger and uh, be able to get some of that bounce back because you know Roosevelt Wheeler was a top forty recruit before that Achilles injury and that's something you definitely have to focus on because I do think that the talent is there I think that you know what what's his role going to be like next season well I think that he is one of the players that Kenny Payne is going to really take under his wing and try to develop to where he's able to play you know. 12, 14, 15 minutes a night um, next season. But, you know, year three is where, you know, you get to a level to where, okay, maybe now if all goes right, you're talking about a possible NBA draft selection. Um, You're averaging less than two and two. We'll talk about what that can mean, you know, for his role next season. But um, in terms of development and what we're wanting to see, I think it's really just sustained production. It's hard to ask um, for develop, you know, a development in a certain area when he only played six and a half minutes of action. I think um, getting accustomed to the speed of, you know, power five basketball, um, becoming a solid defender. Um, The ideal role for Roosevelt Wheeler next season is a um, rotational big man that is able to play, you know, high effort minutes, you know, uh, 12 to 15 minutes a night, maybe even a little more depending on, um, you know, if any other players get added to the rotation, but there, you know, there is a good possibility that as the front court stands right now, he may end up being the backup five. Um, Sidney Curry is likely going to be the five. You could see Jalen Withers. Um, you know, it's interesting to see you know whether or not Kenny Payne sees Withers as a four or a five. Uh, Huntley Hatfield is likely a four, um, and then you have um, you have JJ Trainer who is a four, maybe even a three. And that's that's pretty much it. So um, you have five guys in the front court at the moment, I do believe. I I don't think that there's any. Let's see. Yeah, you have five guys in the front court at the moment. Uh, And I know that there's some other players like Johnny Broom, who they're still in the running for, um, that you could possibly add to the front court. Um, But overall... Hey, I mean, this is a season to where you're going to have to have, you know, Roosevelt Wheeler, Wheeler playing some big time minutes, some effective minutes. Um, I, I don't think that he is going to be relied upon to be too much of a score, but I do think his ability to uh, be a solid rim runner, his athleticism, his length and his size. Like I mentioned, he has an NBA ready frame. You know, him and Huntley Hadfield had have similar builds in terms of their height and um, you know the overall weight. I think they're like five pounds apart. Um, listed on their profiles, however, but I, I do think that Wheeler, like Huntley Hatfield, maybe not necessarily to that extreme. I think you know in high school he showed the ability to knock down that 18 foot jumper, you know that jumper at the elbow, and be able to um, you know put his back to the basket and go to work in the paint. You know he's got a lot of strength, he's got a lot of length, and with the athleticism, I think that that really bodes well for um, him being able to be a, a solid finisher and an efficient finisher around the rim so um 12 to 15 minutes of nightly action maybe maybe a little more depending on if if another player gets added or i I guess you know maybe um maybe a little less if if a a player gets added um but overall i think that this is going to be 
an instance to where, hey, at the end of the day, you know, you're hoping for things to, um, you know, to progress development wise for Wheeler. And, you know, he gets to a position to where he's comfortable with the speed of play, but he's also producing, um, you know, on both ends of the court. So very excited with the addition of Brandon Huntley Hatfield and the uh, and Wheeler's decision to return. But what does that mean for the overall Louisville front court? Where do things stand um, for the Cardinals in those positions. We're going to talk about that here in the final segment of the show here in just a second. Um, if you are watching this, obviously there are not going to be any ad reads, so we will just jump right on into the final segment. If you're listening to this, however, there will be some um, some inserted uh, programming, um, so uh, just be aware of that. But with the final segment of the show... The Louisville front court is is returning some key pieces. Obviously, Malik Williams um, doesn't have any more college eligibility left. And, and there are some Louisville fans that are out there, and they're saying, how can you expect a front court to get better? Or how can you expect a team to get better when you're bringing back essentially the same front court members that you had the year prior? I think that, you know, in a nutshell – when you don't take context into consideration, it's a valid question. But when you break things down, when you look at it as, okay, you have one of the best uh, coaching staffs in terms of big man developing or, you know, theoretically best coaching staffs because you have Kenny Payne, a guy who's gotten big man, big men to the league, um, helped develop big men at Kentucky. <clears throat> Danny Manning, who is a, a All-American Player of the Year, um, former first-round draft pick, NCAA champion as both a coach and a player. Um, you know, one of the best big men in college basketball history, you know, being able to, um, you know, give instruction to, <clears throat> excuse me. So I think that you can't overlook uh, better development and better coaching. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Mike Pegues and other guys weren't able to, you know, get the most out of their players or, um, you know, not help, you know, in terms of development. But I think that it's going to be night and day with this new coaching staff. Um, <clears throat> So like I mentioned, there's five players that are in the front court. And and what I mean by front court, I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude wings for now. So like Mike James currently, uh Kamari Lance, um, I'm going to put those two guys aside because I think that that's an I, I look at things personally, I look at things like uh the back court where you have your guards, the front court where you have your uh big men and uh stretch fours, and then your wing position. So <clears throat> So I guess you could consider this like, you know, true forwards. So if you have guards, wings, and forwards, this is more of the forwards category. So the fours and the fives. There's five guys, Sidney Curry, Jalen Withers, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, J.J. Trainer, and um, Roosevelt Wheeler. Sidney Curry is going to be a starter next season. I think that his role is likely at the five uh, with his lack of uh, range. Now I know that he's going to be trying to adding that um, – that that jump shot, that uh, mid-range jump shot, if he's able to add that, watch out. Um, but next to him, I think it's either going to be Jalen Withers or I think it's going to be Brandon Huntley-Hadfield. Yes, with the addition of Huntley-Hadfield, a lot of people are thinking, you know, with his skill set, with his talent, although the production wasn't there in year one, you're looking for him to make a big impact in year two, wherever he's going to land, which is Louisville now. <clears throat> but I think that you would be doing this Cardinals uh, roster a disservice if you wrote off Jalen Withers. I know that he did not necessarily have a redshirt sophomore season like everyone was expecting him to have. Like 
I mentioned, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I thought Withers was going to be the player on this team with the best chance of cracking an all ACC team. However, that necessarily wasn't the case. I felt like his role really wasn't clearly defined. Uh, it just seemed like the confidence wasn't there. Um, the effort, you know, st- kept increasing as as the the um, you know the end of the season came near, but ultimately <clears throat> never really got it going. But the first season we saw his ability to hit the deep ball. Um, I think that he's very solid around the rim. <clears throat> it's really just a matter of finding um, what works for his offensive game. What his his role in this Kenny Payne offense? Um, how does he fit? Um, what are his tendencies? Does Kenny Payne want to use him as more of a back to the basket big that plays, um, you know, um, you know, more in the paint, or is he a guy that is more of a high load where he's getting the ball maybe at the free throw line or, you know, trying to make some, some stuff happen, you know, driving toward the basket. So I think that that's the, one of the questions to be asked, but overall, I do think that, um, you know, you might have your starters already, Sidney Curry and one of Jalen Withers, Brandon Huntley Hadfield, obviously the other one that does not start is coming off the bench. And that is a very solid bench option for the Cardinals. Um, outside of that, you have JJ trainer, you have Roosevelt Wheeler, both of those guys didn't necessarily play much at all last season. Um, after, or, you know, trainer having some moments in year one to where he showed that, you know, he is a, you know, high division one level basketball player. Um, and Roosevelt Wheeler showed before he tore his Achilles that, you know, he's got a lot of athleticism and a lot of, um, you know, you know, a lot of skills around the rim and ability to shoot, um, in the mid range. So I, I think that, um, in terms of adding more guys, you have to look at it this way. Louisville already has eight commitments. Eight commitments, eight guys on the roster. You have those five. You have Mike James. You have Kamari Lance, and you have L. Ellis. So that leaves you five spots to work with. Now, obviously, you're not going to be able to play all 13 guys, but at some point, you do have to add guards. If the Cardinals do, in fact, get a commitment from Devin Ree on uh, May 2nd, which is Sunday, well, that will make nine. But still, the only true guard you have on the roster is L. Ellis. Now, Mike James could slide over and play the two. I think Kamari Lance can do the same thing. But, you know, I think that Louisville's going to add probably two to three guards and maybe, you know, one to two more wings. So it's very, very possible to think that the Cardinals may be done addressing the front court, especially if they get some wings that can slide down and play the four, and there's a lot of possibility. Position versatility is a big thing to have, especially in today's basketball landscape. So I think you you have your two deep. Um, Now, whether or not um, there's an odd man left out, I think that that's kind of yet to be seen. What does does next year look like for J.J. Trainer and Roosevelt Wheeler? I think that those two are the ones we have to – um, focus on the most because I, you know, you're you're going to have a solid season from Sidney Curry. You're going to have Jalen Withers. You're going to have Brandon Huntley Hatfield playing a ton of minutes for the Cardinals. the The real wild cards here are what do JJ Trainer and Roosevelt Wheeler bring to the table for this offense, and I guess for this defense as well for the team as a whole collectively. Are they going to be guys that? Force Kenny Payne to play them in rotational minutes. Who is the back of five? Does JJ Trainer slide down to the five? It's hard to really answer these questions as well when you don't necessarily know uh, what roles Kenny Payne envisions them in. So, you know, we could be talking about um, 
you know, JJ Trainer as a a third string power forward when Kenny Payne looks at him as a wing or looks at him as a small ball five, um, a situational player. So I think that those are some questions that have to be asked. But overall, front court wise, you have to feel uh, pretty solid about um, you know where the Cardinals stand. Uh, you add a very solid player in Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Now, if if Broom, uh, if Johnny Broom would want to come to the program, obviously you would bring him in. Um, if there's studs that want to come into the program, it's going to be hard for Kenny Payne and company to turn them down. I do think that, um, you know, I would feel comfortable if they didn't add another big man, but if they did, then more power to them. Um, but it really is dependent on the development this season, because you're going to have to see all five guys take the next step, um, in, you know, definitive, um, you know, developments in their respective uh, productions and their skill sets, you know, so on and so forth. So um, tomorrow's episode, I, there's going to be basically two episodes for the next three days. I do apologize for the lack of episodes over the, this month has really been a challenging one for me um, personally in terms of uh, finding time to record. There's been some stuff that's uh, popped up in the personal life. So I do apologize for the inconsistency. Um, uh, but I do want to let you know that the next three days, you know, going into Saturday are going to be, um, jam packed with content. Um, obviously this episode, we talked about, um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, um, coming to Louisville, Roosevelt Wheeler returning to Louisville and what the front court looks like as a whole for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, the next episode of the day, we'll talk about, uh, Josh Jamison. Well, actually that'll be tomorrow. Josh Jamison, um, getting added to the Cardinals coaching staff. Um, the other episode today, we'll talk about Tyrese Hunter, Julian Phillips, and, um, a weekly mailbag. So, um, but Hey, that's going to wrap up this first edition on the, or the first episode on this, uh, Thursday edition of the show. Um, before we get out of here, I want to make sure you make your second listen of the day locked on NFL draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey, as I mentioned, the NFL draft live show starts tonight, 7 o'clock uh, on YouTube or the Odyssey app. Be sure to check that out. There's a lot of good coverage. Um, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one overall pick. I'm very excited to see his reaction to who Jacksonville takes at number one. But hey, like I said, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Mobile Podcast. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you back soon.